It's time for the Josh Kirby on Sports Podcast. Oh, indeed. I'm glad you connected. This is Dave Johnson, voice of the Washington Wizards. You have connected to the right place because you are listening to my man, Josh Kirby on Sports Podcast. Hey. Um, so this is awkward. Um, it's just me. It's just uh, the Swiss Army knife. Uh, the other two are not on here. So uh, this is no longer the Kirby on Sports Podcast. Today, you are listening to the Carlos on Sports Podcast. What is up, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of the Kirby on Sports Podcast. X-Nay on that. Tonight is the Carlos on Sports Podcast, episode 172. I am your humble host, Carlos the Swiss Army Knife Martinez, and I will be your guide on this episode. Like I said in the, in the opening, Dan and Kirby could not make it on. Kirby's a little busy this week. Dan is also a little busy. So I took initiative and I recorded an episode for you guys. We're going to make it a really short episode. It's not going to be a typical two-hour, one-hour-and-a-half episode. Hopefully, we're going to try to keep it contained within an hour. I'm not sure yet. We'll see how it goes. But we're also going to change the format of this episode uh, in terms of we're going to talk. I'm going to give you my five winners and five losers of this week in the NFL. We're going to talk a little MVP, her versus Mahomes, um, and then I'm going to give you a quick preview of the World Cup final, which is this Sunday between Argentina and France. But before we continue, I have to thank our sponsors, PM Plus Reserves, Shenandoah Primitives. Uh, I do not have the whole list here. Give me one second. Um, there we go. Yeah. PM Plus Reserve, Shenandoah Primitive is Mark Francis with Icon Real Estate, Dr. Dave uh, with Leadership Corporation, and Barrett Pest and Termite Services, who, of course, without their support, the Kirby on Sports, XNay again on that, the Carlos on Sports podcast would not be possible. So, yeah, let's get into it, guys. So, a, a very interesting week. In the NFL this uh, this week, we had third stringers winning games. We had uh, the worst team in the NFL give one of the best teams in the NFL a run for their money. We had a quarterback who got picked up in waivers, you know, uh, orchestrated game-winning drive after only coming in on, uh, you know, on a Tuesday, I believe. He only had, like, a couple of days of practice. Um, so th- there was a lot – there was a lot to uh, – there's a lot to break down here, um, so let's jump into my winners and losers. We're gonna go. This format is gonna go like this. We're gonna do one winner, one loser, and we're just gonna alternate between the two. It's gonna be winner, loser, winner, loser, winner, loser until I've done ten or five of each, basically. Um, so my first winner for this week, and I think the overall winner. I think everybody can agree with me. This guy definitely won the week. Um, Winner, Mr. Irrelevant is pretty good. That's right, Brock Purdy. Brock freaking Purdy. All right, let, let's break this down. So, the San Francisco 49ers have been on an absolute roller coaster ride of a quarterback situation. Okay, they they had. They were expecting Trey Lance to be the guy at the beginning of the season. They had the whole Jimmy G drama. Then they all t- they couldn't get rid of Jimmy G because his contract was too big. So they restructure it and keep him on the team. Trey Lance gets hurt week two, breaks his ankle, kind of in the same way that 
um, uh, that uh, uh, Dak Prescott broke his a couple years ago. And and so luckily they had Jimmy G in the ranks, and Jimmy G's been the quarterback since then. Of course, a lot of people have been saying that Jimmy G is was going to give the 49ers the best chance at winning this year. You know, he is a proven winner. Sure, he's not flashy with his stats or, you know, or his pass, but he's a good game manager. Well, he breaks his foot. So now you're down to your third string. You're down to this kid, Brock Purdy. He was the last pick of the NFL draft this past season. Obviously, he, I mean, not a lot you know can be said for this guy really i mean he went to iowa state you know he's a rookie it it, it just you just didn't know what was you were going to really get out of it and he came out and lit it up I, i mean he lit it up last week against miami he had 210 yards for two touchdowns threw a pick but i mean my goodness did I mean, Tampa Bay had no answers for this kid. I mean, he threw for only 185 yards, but two touchdowns, no interceptions. Of course, the big thing here is that, uh, you know, Christian McCaffrey, you know, had a great game too. And obviously we're hoping that Debo Samuel is going to be okay um, and that his injury is not anything serious. But still, for this rookie to come in, and he, he is, you know, coming into a good situation. This is a made team. This is a team that, you know, pretty much takes care of itself. He just has to, he's, he's just the game manager. But he's doing a, he did a great job as the game manager. And I think um, for uh, for the 49ers, this, is, this was good because their season was a little up in the air with the injury to Jimmy G. A lot of people were kind of starting to write him off as, oh, man, now Jimmy G's gone. Now we don't know what's, what, what this is going to look like. And clearly that was the wrong approach uh, to, to kind of go by. And, um, and yeah, so Brock, Brock Purdy, man, Mr. Irrelevant is pretty good. So a great win by the 49ers. And that then brings me to my first loser of the week. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, of course, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But, you know, the play on the words when he first signed there was was Tampa Bay Gronkineers, but now Tampa Bay, I mean, so, so we go to one side, Mr. Irrelevant has a fantastic game. His parents in the crowd, you know, they bought tickets to this game just to see Tom Brady because, you know, obviously they weren't expecting their son to play, but it was just a bonus that their son was, you know, now the starting quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers. But man, did Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay, I was about to call him Tampa Bay again. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers look absolutely terrible. I think it's time we start having this conversation. Tom Brady is washed. I just don't see it. I don't see it in this team. I don't see it in his play. You know, there's a lot of stuff that that has gone on in his personal life that I believe is really affecting his play right now. And for for him i mean i mean and, and you can just see it like no nobody can go through the things that he's been going through lately and come out and, and be able to you know and be okay because it's some serious stuff you know that that's going on and obviously we're not going to really get into it because that's not this type of podcast but you know it is it, it does creep into your you know your work no matter how good you've been you know when you're going through the things you're he's going through it's going to affect you and with that being said it's clearly affecting him but not only that tom brady's 45 years old it was father time is undefeated and he's been beating father time thus far but he just looks old he and not only that this team just looks tired and i just don't think this team was you know obviously tampa bay's never been used to this you know sustained success you know, it's not New England. New England has, you know, adjusted to sustain. Being successful for, you know, for a sustained period of time is exhausting. It's, you know, you saw it with the Golden State Warriors. They they had an off year. You know, you see it right now also with the Green Bay Packers. They've been so good for so long that you're bound to have a bad year every now and again. And I'm not, but for Tom Brady, it's just, he just doesn't look the same. And Tom, the the buccaneers you know you're going up against a third string quarterback you're telling me you can't 
do more than you, you can't stop him. This this Tampa Bay defense, which at the beginning of the season looked absolutely unbeatable, you know, really held the Cowboys in week one. And of course it's week one. Dallas didn't look great in week one. You know, but they you know, but but they they were the the reason why Tampa Bay was in games for the most part. And now it just looks really bad. On top of that, with this loss, it still leaves the division up in the air. Like it's not like Tampa Bay has this division on lock right now. Right now, the Carolina is right behind them by one game. If Carolina wins out, they win the division. So Tampa Bay is still in the driver's seat. But I just don't know how good they're going to be in the playoffs. I think they're going to – I mean, the matchup will be against the Dallas Cowboys because most likely Dallas is going to get the fifth seed. And then um, – and yeah, then it'll just come down to who to to who's in the NFC South. Now, obviously, it would be kind of um, poetic, I guess you could say, for Dallas to uh, be the ones who end Tom Brady's season. You know, despite the fact that we've never beaten Tom Brady before, right? We've never beaten the man, and it'd be nice. But I don't want to face Tom Brady in the playoffs. Okay, as a Cowboys fan, I'm afraid of Tom Brady. You know, he's like I said, he's we've never beaten the guy. And it it sucks. It really sucks that we've never beaten the guy. Um, but yeah, they look they look really bad. There was nothing. I mean, Mike Evans just does not look like the same guy. He's normally a dominant receiver, just hasn't looked that way in a while. Um, and I just think that, um, I, yeah, I just think that this just isn't. I mean, this just isn't it. Obviously, it's it'll be it's scary playing Tom Brady in the playoffs. Um, you know, playoff Tom is different. Um, but I think for sure that first round matchup is very favorable to to the Dallas Cowboys um, in terms of uh, the that that because it's either going to be Carolina or it's going to be Tampa Bay, and it'll be interesting to see what happens there. So those are my first couple winners and losers there. We're going to take a quick break here and hear a word from our sponsor. For sports fans living in condominium and homeowners associations, as well as business professionals, when you need a reserve study, PM Plus Reserves has been in business since 1990. Their studies are accurate and easy to understand. Check them out when your association needs a study, www.pmplusreserves.com. You can also contact them at 703-803-8436. Once again, www.pmplusreserves.com. And welcome back. So let's continue going on our winners and losers list. My next winner for the for this week in football baker mayfield who needs practice <laughs> who needs it not baker mayfield what an incredible ride baker mayfield's story has been so far uh, a lot of ups and downs obviously um you know the whole debacle that happened in cleveland you know him coming to carolina looking for a fresh start doesn't really happen Carolina just is not, you know, Matt Rule, not a great coach, didn't have the things around him that he needed. And they decided to cut him and they go with Sam Darnold instead. And Sam Darnold has this team in position. They just had to play, they just played a very good game, you know, against uh, the Seahawks, who we will get to later. Um, you know, they, they, um, yeah, they, so they cut him. Uh, a lot of people were, are sitting here thinking that it was, kind of a deal that maybe the 49ers made with the Panthers that you know they release him and maybe they do something down the line to re to to, to compensate them um but no it, it turns out he the the Rams pick him up now the Rams have had one disastrous um championship defense I guess you could say this the, this season they have not looked good um they yeah they they just have not looked good at all um, obviously it looks like Matt Stafford is done for the year. Uh, Warford is, has a neck injury. So they, they, they pick up Baker Mayfield, which I think is 
was a smart move, actually, in my opinion, because now you can, you know, maybe sit Matthew Stafford. Like, just don't don't risk bringing him back. You know, let him, you know, sit out the rest of the season and maybe try to um, come back and and win. You know, and and, and make a, a make a run for for the chip next season. You know, with with the healthy Cooper Cup and and all that stuff. So, uh, but yeah, Baker Mayfield comes in. They tried Wolford out. Um, he 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 didn't look good, you know. So they 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 gave Baker Mayfield the shot, and Baker Mayfield did pretty well, pretty well, if I may say so. I mean, it was not a a, a like he lit it up, you know, because he didn't. But you know, they 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 played the, the 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 Las Vegas Raiders, and you know, he 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 got some some help from you know the running backs and stuff like that but in the moment that he needed to the most at, at the end of the game right there they're down i believe um let me pull up the stats real quick uh for the game um they were down 16 to 10 um and you know baker mayfield orchestrates a game winning drive at the end and you know it, it was it was beautiful a lot of people were like oh this literally ended the same way as the monday night game between tampa bay and uh new orleans um which everybody was praising tom brady then i was just like i'm not impressed it's against new orleans saints you know like this isn't anything and then of course you see they get completely smashed by um the um by, by the 49ers you know but baker mayfield to come in literally only have a couple of days of practice not, not a lot you know because again it was a short week for them this was a thursday night game um is 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 pretty incredible and um and you know i'm happy for baker you know i i think he's kind of you know he's been dealt kind of a bad hand you know he had you know the brown you know he sure he's not like the like you know he's not a patrick mahomes like he's not gonna like light it up i guess you could say and you know he's gonna make some boneheaded decisions but the dude wins games and he's got he got cleveland to the playoffs you know he was a more and you see how deshaun watson played I, he, uh he's not on my losers list but he definitely should be on my losers list because he did not look good um but you saw how he played uh, you, you know he he had he would get things done and you know they were a few years ago just a couple plays from beating the chiefs and it didn't happen um but he got him to the playoffs like he got him there he did what he had to do and it just wasn't good enough for the for the browns organization that they ended up trading for deshaun watson and, you know all that stuff so you know I, it makes me happy to see that like you know he's been dealt such a crappy hand and i went oh, through it with you know all the stuff that happened in carolina and, and all that stuff that like for him to come to this organization that's you know got a good head coach in Sean McVay that that has sustained success that maybe he can you know maybe he he sits and sits behind Matthew Stafford and kind of learns from Matthew Stafford not saying you know he's not a rookie but like you know maybe he just needs somebody to kind of show him you know how to be a, a, a consistent quarterback in the NFL which I don't think he's ever really been around you know, a guy like that. So maybe being around Matthew Stafford, just being in that organization is going to do divid like great wonders for him. So my second winner, of course, is Baker Mayfield. All right, my second loser, and this one hurts, is the Dallas Cowboys. Man. <sighs> what more to say? What more to say? The Dallas Cowboys um, had a rough week. Let's say. Um, you know, it was... Uh, it was a very frustrating game to watch. We pulled it out at the end, thankfully. Um, but, I mean, it just completely fell... And it, it really felt like it's the... It just felt off all day, right? It felt weird playing at at the one o'clock slate. It felt strange. Um, I don't know, just something just felt weird about the day. Like I just didn't feel it, and I, it just felt like the crowd didn't feel it. You know, a lot of the 
Cowboys media stuff, like blogging the boys and all that stuff, they were all um, very, you know, whole, like very kind of disrespectful to the Texans. And I mean, how could you not be? There were they were a one, you know, a one win team, and you know they're the worst team in the NFL right now. And you know, didn't really like preview the game. You know, the Vegas odds makers were giving us a a, a two touchdown, you know, uh, spread on them. You know, a fourteen point advantage on them and it just it just didn't something just didn't feel right you know before the game starts you know our safety gets you know gets hurt he he, he ends up being okay ends up starting the game and then you know turpin muffs the punt you know we, we shut him down on that first drive turpin muffs the punt and we're and from that moment, that's where it all really changed. And then, of course, they started doing this weird two quarterback switch things where they would have, you know, Mills in, and then they would put in Driscoll in, and they would just keep switching in and out. And it was kind of something I don't think Dallas really prepared for. I don't think they really saw that coming. So, you know, and, of course, Driscoll is a very different player from, you know, Davis Mills. So uh, it was just a weird game. And... I thought we lost it. I really did. I thought we lost the, we lost the game when Dak Prescott threw that second interception right there at you know near our end zone, and luckily our defense you know was able to to hold and really you know uh, and and really save us to Marcus Lawrence, of course, making that you know goal line save right and stopping Driscoll from getting in on fourth down. Um, but of course, the the biggest story coming out of this game is we lost uh, Terrence Steele, our right tackle. You know who has been having an incredible year. He's 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 now he's done for the season. He tore his ACL and MCL, I believe it is. Um, so he's done for the year. Um, and so they put in, you know, this guy named Josh Ball. You know who we all we, we you know a lot of us cowboys fans said it from the beginning like we don't have a lot of faith in this guy this guy's he's just not good and he he really struggled during this game especially on he's i put a lot of the blame for that interception on josh ball because josh ball on those two those last two plays there was atrocious he was so bad he could not stop his man whatsoever and a lot of credit goes to the coaching staff for the Cowboys. I do have to give them some credit here. I, I do think the play calling was absolutely terrible. Um, I Kellen Moore really needs to figure that 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 stuff out. He he deviated from the run game too quickly. Um, like he abandoned it and it, it really hurt us. You know, against the Colts, we did a lot of we, we moved C D a lot. And then in this game we did we barely moved him at all. Um and he was barely a factor in this game. But a lot of credit has to go to the coaching staff for noticing that, like, hey, this guy just doesn't have it. He's he's struggling, and we have to protect Dak Prescott because, you know, he's one hit away from being out another six weeks. So we got to make a change here. And the story has come out that, you know, so, so they ended up switching him out. And when you watch that last drive, notice that it's Jason Peters who was in at, at, at right tackle. And notice how much more stable that right side was. Jason Peters, I believe, used to play right tackle 10 years ago. So it's been 10 years since he's played the position. And when we signed him, it was more to kind of help out the left side, you know, because when we signed him, it was right after the Tyron Smith injury. So, um, so, so we signed him, but of course, it, Tyler Smith ended up being T Tyler Smith, of course, the rookie, you know, he ended up being you know, an absolute, you know, gem, you know, that none of us expected. A lot of us were, were not sure of this pick and locked down the left side. So Jason Peters ended up kind of being like the, you, you know, the, like he would switch out with Connor McGovern at left guard and kind of just be the swing tackle guy. So, so yeah, so, so, so he, he was never really signed to play the right tackle position. That was always going to be Terrence Steele. We didn't expect to lose Terrence Steele. So his backup is Josh Ball, and Josh Ball just absolutely was terrible. He was so bad. Like, and again, she, uh, the, the reason why I'm crediting this coaching staff is because had this been Jason Garrett's, 
you know, team, they would have Chaz greened it and been like, you gotta, you know, you gotta beat your man. You gotta beat your man. And they didn't do that. They they said, hey, this is this is a detriment. We have to take him out. And Jason Peters was also also came out and said that he was like, like he was going to like run down the field and tell the coach to put him in at that position because this boy can't block. So he did. Luckily, he didn't have to do that. They 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 told him to get in there and do it. And he really solidified that right side of the line. Dak Prescott had, you know, a a very weird, strange game. And the reason why they're on my losers list is because this can't happen. You know, if if this team really has Super Bowl aspirations for this season, we have to be able to blow teams out like this. Now, granted, the Houston Texans, for them, their biggest thing this season that they, they have been saying is, listen, no matter what happens this year, we have to be Dallas. You know, it, it is a rivalry there between Houston and Dallas. And it might not be a gigantic rivalry, or anything like that but it's it's not you, you know it is something that like it's bragging rights right like hey we don't play each other very often but like when we do like hey it's it's bragging rights it's for the right of texas right so so there's that but i mean dallas should have won this game easily you know it, it just made no sense that this game was even a competitive game and hopefully it's the wake-up call going into jacksonville um we're going to take another quick break here, and when we come back, we will talk, continue talking some more winners and losers. Is it finally time to upgrade your home's interior? How about with an authentic farm table made locally from recycled barn wood? Shenandoah Primitives, based right here in Winchester, Virginia, makes farm tables, benches, tables, coffee tables, and a long list of other items for your home decorating needs. At Shenandoah Primitives, function and style are combined for great furniture that will last generations. If you're interested in combining the industrial look of metal with wood or considering something incredibly unique with a live edge, Shenandoah Primitives turns those ideas into reality. Thinking about a mirror, wine rack, or other act and peace for your home, Shenandoah Primitives can assist with that as well. As a local small business, Shenandoah Primitives is happy to work with each client for a custom design or schedule an appointment to come out and view current inventory. Local, high-quality, handmade items can be found at Shenandoah Primitives. Find us on Facebook and Instagram or visit us at www.shenandoahprimitives.com. Once again, that's www.shenandoahprimitives.com. Hey there, this is Mark Francis of Icon Real Estate. If you have any real estate needs in the Winchester surrounding area, including West Virginia, give me a call. I've got extensive experience, been in the business for almost 20 years and would love to help you out. Track me down at Icon Real Estate, IconSales.com, or even give me a call, 540-247-1527. Again, IconSells, I-C-O-N-S-E-L-L-S.com, and I would love to chat with you and help you out. Give me a call. All right, we are back. Uh, sorry that it's really dark in my room. Um, not, not, not great lighting, so if you're watching on the... Uh, you know, if you're watching the video uh, form of this podcast, uh, it's it's really dark in my room right now. Um, not great lighting. I I had to kind of do a makeshift uh, a studio uh, real quick in my room, and I'm trying to figure out this lighting situation. So I apologize for that. Um, hopefully, this will help. Um, but yeah, let's just get back into it. Our winners and losers. My next winner, the Detroit. Lions. There we go. There's some lighting for you. Um, the Detroit Lions are my next winner. Um, they looked, I, I mean, they, they beat the Minnesota Vikings and they are honestly still in the playoff hunt. They really are. They can make a run for the seventh seed right now. They really could. I believe they'd have to win out. Um, if, if memory serves me right, but they've looked so good these past, this whole season, really. You know, they've lost some some pretty close games. You know, obviously they lost to the Eagles in the beginning of the season. You know, they lost to they've they lost to Dallas and Dak Prescott's first game back. 
you know, it's not, um, it's not, you can see the improvement in this team. And, um, and honestly, it, it's, it's great to kind of see Jared Goff succeed a little bit. Of course, you know, he was good. You know, he was, he got, this is a guy who got to the Super Bowl. Like Jared Goff got to the Super Bowl. Like, don't forget that. Um, and you know, him and of course, um, uh, uh, Sean McVay had a falling out. So that's why he left, but you know, and gets traded to, you know, Detroit for Matthew Stafford. And, but it, it looks like the Detroit lions and what Dan Campbell's doing out there is, is it's looking like it's working, man. So like you kind of have to bring the guy back and you know, they're in the playoff hunt right now. I think they could sneak in. I think they can, but it's it's gonna take a lot of work here and and a lot of things kind of have to go their way um obviously it does look like the giants are starting to crash out of the playoffs so that could also help them out as well um but yeah they look good i mean they beat the minnesota vikings which helps the dallas cowboys of course now we have the tiebreaker so say the eagles fall you know you know they they lose they lose to us and then they lose another game we would get the one seed so Let's hope, let's hope, let's hope that this happens as us, you know, for us Cowboys fans. Let's hope this happens. And it can be all thanks to the Detroit Lions because we have the tiebreaker against the Minnesota Vikings as well. So that would put us above them um, for the one seed um, if that comes to pass. But of course, the logical conclusion is it's going to be the fifth seed. But again, we're off the Cowboys. We're talking about the Detroit Lions. But yeah, they look fantastic. They completely, uh, you know, you know, they, I mean, they, they beat the Vikings, you know, the, the, the second or, you know, the number two seed in the NFC, they beat them. And this is not good for the Vikings. The Vikings are struggling. They did not make my losers list. They should have made my losers list, but they did it. But they're struggling really hard right now. And it's not a good sign that they are, yeah, starting to... So, uh, so winner, Lions. Loser. The NFL's concussion protocol. Listen. This is going to be short. But what happened on Monday night during the Patriots-Cardinals game for the NFL concussion spotter whose job is to point this stuff out and not see that Devontae Parker from the Patriots was clearly concussed, you know, is terrible. That's a bad look for the concussion protocol. These guys need to be on their A game, and they you can't have that. Literally, you have one of the one of Devontae Parker's teammates literally begging the refs to stop because, like, you could tell the guy was not good. He was clearly woozy, clearly concussed, and that's dangerous. These guys have to be able to pick that out. All right, so get your get your stuff together. NFL concussion spotters, okay? Get your together because somebody's going to get seriously hurt if you don't. My next winner, Justin freaking Herbert. He's better than Tua Tungvaloa. It's official. It's official. You're going to take two you're going to take Justin Herbert over Tua now. The the argument is over. <laughs> um so I mean obviously that's not necessarily true, but Justin Herbert had one hell of a game. The guy is so good, and it just really sucks that, you know, he's living in the Mahomes era, I guess you could say. Um, it does suck that that is happening. Um, this isn't helping, by the way, so I got to. But, yeah, it, it really sucks that he's living in the, the Mahomes era um, because he should be, you know, talked about more. And, of course, you got quarterbacks like, like I said, Mahomes. You got... Um, you know, you, you got uh, Josh Allen up in Buffalo. Then you got, you know, Joe Burrow in Cincinnati. You know, you got Jalen Hurts, you know, doing having a hell of a season, you know, in, um, you know, in Philly. Yeah, you know, he's kind of sometimes lost in the, you know, lost in the mix. And, you know, he always does have to, you know, reintroduce himself, you know, to, to, uh, to the NFL world. And he really did. He he looked good. You know, it's good to see his weapons back. And you know, you, you know, and Keenan Allen, and of course uh, Mike Williams. You know, when those two are out there, man, it's just a different. It, it's a different game for him. 
Um, and, um, and yeah, it's just, uh, it's good to see him. Um, okay. That should help a little bit more. Yeah. It's good to see him, you know, really start to get his due again. Um, and, and get some, his praise back. Um, but yeah, a, a big win for the Chargers. They of course beat the Miami Dolphins, and of course Tyreek Hill scoring that crazy fumble return touchdown, um, w- which was awesome. It was awesome. Um, but yeah, um, Justin Herbert's my winner. Um, my lose, my my next loser is the Seattle Seahawks. Listen, Seattle has lost every game to the NFC South. They lost to Tampa Bay, Carolina, New Orleans, and Atlanta. Right now, listen, we're all happy for Geno Smith. He's had one hell of a season so far. But what happened against the Carolina Panthers was absolutely abysmal. He really, really, really struggled. And... um. It was not it was not a good look. It was not not a good look. Um so yeah, I mean, I just don't know. I, I don't know what, what you do with the Seahawks. I mean, I, I don't think right now they they make it in. I think right now in my playoff is obviously it's gonna be either it's probably gonna be Philly one, Minnesota two. Um, San Francisco three, and of course they're going to play here this week, I believe San Francisco and Seattle. So this is really their playoff lives are on the line here, but yeah, I'm going to go, uh, San Francisco three, um, probably Tampa Bay four, Dallas five, Washington six. And then that seventh seed is what's up in the air right now, because it could be the giants. It could be, they have. They have to win a couple more games here. They still have they have this big game against Washington on Sunday Night Football. Then they have uh, this, you know. Then they still have a game against Philly, you know, to go here. So they they have all that. No, those aren't guaranteed wins. Um, and I don't know. It's just I, I don't know who gets at seventeen. But Seattle right now, uh, they they still have a game against Kansas City. They have a game. They have a they have a tougher schedule to go through, and it'll be interesting to see, um, what what happens here. Um, but they need to get it together if they want to make a playoff push and really stick it to Russell Wilson. You know, um, who of course uh, had himself a decent game before he got concussed. I mean, they 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 made a comeback against the Kansas City Chiefs, but he's not on my winners and losers list. So. With that being said, my last winner for this week is me. I'm the freaking winner this week, okay? Because guess what? I showed up. I'm on this podcast. Where are the other two? That leads me to my last loser. The lo- the other loser is the rest of the three-man booth. Those, those cowards didn't want to come on this podcast and face my wrath, okay? As if I had much wrath to give, but they didn't want to come on here, okay? They didn't have to face me. They didn't want to face the truth that their teams are nothing compared to mine, okay? Both of my teams. I'm luckily I have two teams. But they, they, they were too, they were too busy to get on this podcast. It's fine. It's fine. I'm gonna run a show. This is why this is no longer the Kirby on Sports podcast. This is the Carlos on Sports podcast, baby. Okay. So I'm the last winner of the week. They're the last losers of the week. And with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna take another break. And when we come back, we are going to talk about, um. A, a little MVP race. Hey, sports fans. Thank you for listening to and supporting the Kirby on Sports podcast with founder and host Josh Kirby, along with lead contributor Dan Dembski. Like, subscribe, and give them a five-star rating wherever you get your podcast from. My name is Dr. Dave Miles, founder of Dr. Dave Leadership Corporation. Our company helps leaders build engaged and productive teams. Exclusively for listeners of the Kirby on Sports podcast, you can take an opportunity to discover your primary communication style and learn more about effective communication with others. Text Kirby 
to 757-903-0743 for your free copy of the Working From Home Communication Assessment, where you'll learn your primary communication style, how to better communicate with others not like you, and tips on working remotely based on your personal communication style. 10 minutes, tons of resources, learn about yourself and your team. Again, text Kirby to 757-903-0743 for your free assessment report today. I'm Dr. Dave Miles, founder of Dr. Dave Leadership Corporation, where we help you and your team be more engaged and productive by understanding each other better. Back to you, Josh. Correction, back to you, Carlos, because Josh Kirby is not on this podcast, okay? It is the Carlos on Sports Podcast. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Let's talk a little MVP here. Listen, the MVP race is down to two people. Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes versus Hurts. It hurts so good to be a Mahomie, okay? Listen, you know where my hat is going to fall. I'm going to always go with Patrick Mahomes. He's the greatest quarterback we've seen play the game in a while. Obviously, Tom Brady's the GOAT, right? But in terms of just what he does, this is the Michael Jordan of football right now. And, you know, from that no-look pass that he through to McKinnon this week, you know, to, you know, just the crazy things he, he has already done. I mean, he's already won a Super Bowl. He's already won an MVP and all that stuff. He, he, he's done that in his short career. But Jalen Hurts has a good case here, and the stats don't lie. He's put up great stats, and on top of that, the team is winning. Now, Michael Parsons went on to uh, Von Miller's podcast, uh, you know, this week, and Kind of made the, um, kind of made the. I guess you could say the case that anybody, you, you know, that it's more. Uh, he's a product of the system than, you know, than just him, right? And it's a fair assessment, I guess you could say, right? Like he's got a lot of talent around him, but I'm not going to necessarily sit here and say that. Ev that that any quarterback could come into this system and and succeed i can't sit here and say that you know um i'll give me that drisk that you know jeff driscoll could come in and 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 do something you, you know with this team i i'm not gonna sit here and say that uh marcus mariota would make this team successful i think jalen hurts has really improved this season and he's really surprised me um, because I didn't have a lot of faith in Jalen Hurts. You know, I've seen him the past two seasons. I haven't been overly impressed by Jalen Hurts. I think I think you I thought he was overrated or not really overrated, but I just didn't think he was going to be the answer for Philadelphia. And he's really, really answered the call this season and shown, hey, like I'm the guy here. Like, like, like you don't have to think about getting another quarterback. Like it's me. Like this is my job. Like, like I took this from Carson Wentz for a reason. You know, <laughs> like. Uh, so, um, and it, it's, it's interesting to see, right? Obviously I'm a Cowboys fan. I don't like the Eagles. I, I don't necessarily, I don't like Jalen Hurts just because he's like, you know, I don't like him because he is like our, our rival. Right. But I, but taking my personal emotions aside, Jalen Hurts has a really strong case for MVP. He really does, and anybody who argues otherwise is 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 wrong. I think right now, if I had to guess right now, Jalen Hurts would probably win because Mahomes has been a little shaky lately. He's had Mahomes has had a good season, but he's been a little shaky. That loss against the Bengals, um, this game against the Broncos, where he throws, you know. Three interceptions. Let's Denver get back into it, despite the fact that they were leading 27-0. Still closes the game out, but, you know, hasn't necessarily looked um, at his peak yet, right? And I, I, I'm i not I'm not saying I'm worried about Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is going to be fine, right? Um, but, you know, he's definitely... He, he definitely has lost... Um, some ground to Jalen Hurts. And I think right now, you know, with the MVP race, it's always more of like, what have you done for me lately, right? And Jalen Hurts has just been winning, winning, winning. Sure, he went through a little bit of a rough patch, 
Uh, but lately, they, I mean, they completely dominated the Titans. They've completely dominated the Giants. You know, it it looks, he's, he's making a really strong case. They're 12-1, they're and one, I believe it is, right now, right? They, they've only, they only lost to the Commanders. And, you know, and that was during their little rough rough stint. And since then, they've, they've really responded and, and come back out and, and done well, whereas Kansas City you know has continued success you know continued winning but not necessarily as impressively as the philadelphia eagles now granted listen the eagles have had one hell of an easy schedule you know and this game on christmas eve between the cowboys and 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 the eagles is going to be monumental no matter what even if it's not for the division even if it's not for the number one seed you know it's still going to be monumental because it's it's just the eagles and cowboys are that rivalry in the NFC East. It used to be Washington, Dallas. Then for a little bit, it was Dallas, New York. Either way, Dallas is always involved in these in these rivalries. And right now, it's it's looking like it's Dallas, Philly um, is is that big rivalry. These are two of the best teams right now. And and yeah, um, so I, I I don't know the MVP race is. Is it's coming down between Mahomes and Jalen Hurts, and I think right now Jalen Hurts is probably the favorite. You know, my vote is going to go to Patrick Mahomes always. I think he's, I think he's just been the better. I just think he's just been the best player this season. But I can understand Jalen Hurts, right? I, I can understand it. All right, we're going to take one more break, and when we come back, we're going to break down the World Cup final. Uh, we're going to have a little bit of a preview there, and then we'll say goodbye. You may have heard the saying, it's not if your home will get termites, it's when. At Barrett Pest and Termite Services, we're doing our best to refute that saying one home at a time. Our thorough inspections and treatments are designed to keep your home or business termite-free. Termites cause $5 billion in damages every year. A preemptive inspection is one of the best ways to keep that from happening to you. Because once you see evidence of termites with the naked eye, you can be sure they've already been at work for some time. Put a stop to termites and the damage they do by calling Barrett Pests and Termite Services, 540-340-3922. Barrett Pests and Termite Services, 540-340-3922. Sunday, 10 a.m. Eastern Time. That'll be 7 in the morning Pacific if you're on the West Coast listening to us. Live from Qatar. Four years in the making, ladies and gentlemen. The Last Dance, Argentina, Lionel Messi, the greatest club soccer player to do it, looks to cement himself in the international on the international stage and win the elusive World Cup that has eluded him his whole entire career thus far. But he faces the reigning, defending undisputed fifa world champions from 2018 france and their reign or their campaign i should say to become back to back world champions hasn't been done in a while they are looking to be the first team to do it in I don't know how many years. It's been a while. So listen, this is going to be a great match. It was a great semifinals. It's been a great tournament overall. I've really enjoyed it. Of course, you know, this is now, you know, now everybody's kind of starting to set their eyes towards 2026. But we still have one more. We technically have two more games to play here, you know, in Qatar before we can close the book on the 2022 World Cup and start to look forward to the 2026 World Cup, which will be right here in the greatest country on earth, the U.S. of A. And, of course, some games in Canada and some games in Mexico, our lovely neighbors. Um, But, yes, it's looking – this is a dream final. It's two of the best teams. You know, they both – Argentina won their semifinal pretty convincingly against Croatia. And France today kind of, you know, they got the early goal and then, you know, kind of 
were in a dogfight with Morocco. Morocco trying really hard to level the game, and uh, eventually it was just they just didn't have enough, you know, to to beat France. And France got a second goal, and that really cemented or you know capped the game right there and, and sent them to here to the final. It's going to be a very very good game, I believe. You know, this is this is Messi's last. You know, this is his last dance, he says. This is his last chance that he's going to get to win the World Cup. And obviously, he had the opportunity to win one in 2014, you know, in Brazil, you know. Uh, and, of course, they lost to Germany in extra time. That team was not as talented as this team. The last World Cup, they lost to France 4-3. This France team, they lost to them. Not the same players, of course. They're missing a few key players that were on that team. Some of them have not played well since then and, and aren't really, you know, in the spotlight. Some of them are, you, you know, injured or, or whatnot. But the main core guys, Kylian Mbappe, um, you know, Hugo Lloris, uh, Olivier Giroud, um, are, are still part of this team. And, you know, Kylian Mbappe is the heir apparent to the Messi Ronaldo throne. You know, he's 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 dubbed as the next great one. You know, the guy, the next big megastar who's 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 gonna be you know on the world stage, and he's already won a World Cup. You know, his coming out party was that Argentina game, and they lost. They beat Argentina four three in the last game, or, or the last time they faced each other in the World Cup, which was the round of sixteen, I believe. Um, but that Argentina team was also not like this Argentina team. This Argentina team is motivated. They are, um, they are on a mission to get this for Messi. Listen, Lionel Messi is one of the greatest players to ever do it. I've been a big Messi fan for years, um, ever since. I became a fan of Barcelona. Uh, he was obviously at Barcelona for many years. He was the guy who really brought us success. Seeing all the incredible things he did at the club level was always great to see, but it never translated to the international stage until 2014, where he really put the team on his back and tried to get them there and came one game short. Um, whereas then in 2018, it just... It was just a lead-up of events, right? They had lost two Copa America finals and penalties. And then they also lost, you know, and then just by the time they got to the World Cup, it just didn't look great. Brief retirement, you know, but was convinced to come back. They made some changes. And here he is back on, you know, in Argentina. And, said, and he's said, hey, this is it. This is my last World Cup. Starts, they start the tournament off rough. They lose to Saudi Arabia. But it wasn't out of the question that they could still win it. Listen, Spain in 2010, they lost. They lost their first game to Switzerland. Switzerland's a different team than Saudi Arabia. And of course, like 2010 Spain, one of the greatest teams you'll ever see. The amount of talent on that team was crazy. And they lost the first game. right? But then they went on to win every game after that. And they won the whole thing. And that's pretty much what Argentina's done. Argentina, Messi said it. Hey, don't give don't give up faith. Like he told the Argentina fans that. Don't give up faith. We're here. Like we're not going to leave you stranded. You know, just keep the faith here. And they they did. They go. They beat Mexico. They beat Poland. They've beaten uh, Australia. They've beaten um, right. It was Australia, right? Yeah, uh, they beat Australia. They had a tough game against the Netherlands where they were leading two 0 and then right in the last ten minutes they give up two goals and then go to penalties and win in penalties. Then they have this easy this kind of easy win against Croatia where Croatia never really looked like they were ever going to win the game. You know, but now they're here in the final, right? This is the dream. This is the this was the goal, get to the World Cup final. They didn't have to go through Brazil. They didn't have to go through, you know, these tough teams, but now they're facing the toughest test. They're facing the world champions. And the world champions have been a little they've been good, but they haven't been able to really, you know, this this last game against Morocco was their first clean sheet. They concede goals. That defense isn't rock solid. You know, I guess the difference being with this France team is Olivier Giroud is 
scoring, <laughs> you know, in 2018, when they won the, when, when they won the world cup, he didn't score a single goal. And of course he wasn't even supposed to be the striker in this game or, or for this team. He was supposed to be the backup guy, you know, cause you know, Benzema was going to be the guy, you know, of course the reigning, you know, Ballon d'Or winner, you know, the, the, the best, you know, player of the last year, you know, he was supposed to be the guy and he's not on this team. So, uh, cause of course he's injured. And that's why he got, so that's why Giroud got, is getting a lot of the minutes. So yeah, it's, it's going to be an intense matchup. Listen, I'm rooting 100% for Argentina. I want Messi to win a world cup, but I can't deny that Kylian Mbappe in France are also on a mission. They are on a mission to become back-to-back world cup champions, which hasn't been done in forever since Brazil. Brazil were the last World Cup, back-to-back World Cup champions. Um, the last time this has happened, where the defending World Cup champs made a successful, you know, and again, this is this 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 is unprecedented, really, for for because the past three World Cup, uh, I guess, yeah, I guess you could say three World Cup winners or two World Cup winners. I I'm not sure the la- the, the last few World Cup you know, winners and, def- you know, uh, on their title defense that were not good. They all got eliminated in the group state. Uh, um, in 2010 did, you know, they won the 2006 world cup. They crashed out in the group stage in 2010, Spain, 2014. Of course, Spain wins the world cup in 2010 crash out in the group stage in 2014, Germany, 2018 or 2018. They win the World Cup in 2014. 2018, they crash out in the group stage. And then they crash out again in the group stage in 2022. Um, So for France, they've really knocked this curse of the champions not being good the next time out, right? And it's not as if France had has always been playing good in these past four years, right? These past four years have been kind of troublesome for the French, you know? They, it's not like they're competing for the Euros. I mean, it was England who was in the Euros. And, of course, France beat England in the quarterfinals, right? Italy didn't even qualify for the World Cup, you know, and they won the Euros. But they didn't qualify for the World Cup, which is insane. But, like, for France, it's been kind of just like, eh? It's been kind of just like, okay, you guys won the World Cup, now what? Okay, but here, when the lights are the brightest, they sh- they showed up. They they're the defending champs. They showed up. And it's pretty cool to see. So with that being said, I mean, it's going to be a great, it's going to be a great game. It's a, remember, it's an earlier start time. Okay. Pre-game starts at nine. The game kicks off at 10. Okay. Normally it's an 11 or two o'clock. It's going to start at 10. Okay. So make sure you're locked in by 10 o'clock. Um, and just enjoy this, man, because, again, it's going to be another four years before we see this again, before we see a World Cup final. And this is a dream World Cup final. These are the two best teams for sure. You know, you can make the case that maybe, you know, that Eng- you know England was the better team. But, hey, they didn't score. And France did. And they've cl- they closed the deal. They have been playing pretty well. And, um, and yeah, just just enjoy this. You know, appreciate this and pr- appreciate this this moment with Messi because this is probably the last time we're going to see him. This is the last time we're going to see him in a World Cup. He's not going to come to 2026. He's not going to be here in America, you know, for that. Or he's not going to be playing for Argentina in that World Cup. He might be here in America if he decides to come play for MLS. So enjoy it. Enjoy killing Mbappe. He is the guy. He's the heir apparent. So it'll be interesting to see this matchup between Argentina and France. And hopefully... Hopefully we get that beautiful, beautiful ending for uh, one Lionel Messi. And hopefully, you know, he gets his, his dream send off and we get to see him lift that uh, World Cup trophy. He's already lifted Copa America, so he's already won that. This, this is literally the last trophy that he's missing, you know, in his career. Um, he's won plenty of La Liga titles. He's won plenty of Copa del Rey titles. He's won Champions Leagues. He's won, you know, he, he's won the French League. Of course, he's never won the Premier League, but you're not going to win every league, you know, countries. You know, he's never played in the Premier League, so there's that. But he's, this is it. Like, this is, this is it. 
Um, so, uh, like, this is the last trophy he's missing. He, he got the monkey off his back by getting Copa del Rey. I mean, sorry, uh, Copa America. But um, now he needs this because, obviously, he didn't win it in 2014. So he needs this, and it would be just a perfect way for the game to thank Messi for all that he's done. Um, so, so with that, ladies and gentlemen, um, that'll do it. That, that will do it for me. Um, I, of course, am uh, Carlos the Swiss Army Knife Martinez. Uh, signing off. Before I do, though, I need to thank the sponsors, PM Plus Reserve, Shenandoah Primitives, Mark Francis with Icon Real Estate, Dr. Dave Leadership Corporation, uh, and Barrett Pest and Termite Services. Hopefully the three-man booth will be back next week. I don't know what's going to happen next week. Next week is uh, Christmas week, so it's going to be a little busy. It'll be interesting to see what happens. If, if we have an episode or not, we'll talk about it. But those cowards didn't show up. I'm sorry. I'm lying, guys. You, uh, they were just busy. They, 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 they got a lot going on. So luckily I had some free time, so I was able to, to do this episode for you guys. Um, this is the Carlos on Sports podcast. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So... Yeah, with that being said, uh, yeah, uh, this has been the Kirby on Sports Podcast slash Carlos on Sports Podcast, and I will catch you guys next week. Later! Later!